There's also no perfect time to do it, though, I reckon. Like, it, I we've talked to so many people that have been saying that, oh, they're waiting until this, that, and the other before they make the jump and do it. And for us, I know that until we had set that date for when, okay, this is the day that we're going on the road, this is it, um, it would have just kept dragging out and dragging out. We would have found more and more reasons why we couldn't leave just yet. So it was... Yeah, we had to pick a date and actually stick to it and hold ourselves accountable for that. And we had to tell everyone, this is our date. So that we couldn't just keep pushing it back because there would be no perfect time. This is Aotearoa Adventures with your host, Abigail Hanna, the podcast for everything you need to know to travel New Zealand. I talk to photographers, van lifers, moms, students and everyday Kiwis to hear their inspiring stories from past adventures and to share helpful tips and tricks for your travels. Whether you're visiting Aotearoa for the first time and live on the road, or you work a 9 to 5 and have lived in New Zealand your whole life, you're guaranteed to learn something to plan your next getaway and get a new excitement to explore more of this beautiful country I call home. So grab your hiking boots, hop in the car, and turn up the volume. If you've ever cooked a meal from scratch in the bush, you'd know how challenging it is. Backcountry Cuisine have solved this problem with freeze-dried meals that are lightweight, delicious, nutritious, and so easy to prepare. With breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert options, as well as vegetarian, vegan-friendly, and gluten-free meals, they have something for every adventurer. Backcountry Cuisine are my go-to for yummy meals on the trail, and I also keep a stash in the van, just in case. For quick and easy meals for all your outdoor adventures, use the code ABIGAIL for free shipping off your next order. That's A-B-I-G-A-I-L for free shipping off your next Backcountry Cuisine delivery. Head to the link in the description to find out more. Kia ora, welcome to the Aotearoa Adventures podcast. I am really excited to be sitting down with both of you, Bronson and Chelsea. Um, would you like to introduce yourselves? Sure. Like you said, we're Bronson and Chelsea. We're from Adventures with Rosie. Um, we are a family of five that have spent a bit of time traveling New Zealand in our mm. camper and caravans. That's awesome. How how old are your kids? Um, well, Harvey is six now and we have twin girls Piper and Ruby and they uh, have just turned four mm. last week. That's exciting having a birthday in the house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or two birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> no that was a lot of fun everything's unicorn themed at the moment. <laughs> Rainbows oh, and princesses. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, well, I've got so many questions. Um, I suppose where did where did this idea to live on the road start, and and how long have you guys been doing it for? Ooh, we got our first bus when I was pregnant with Harvey, so it was just the two of us, Bronson and I. Yeah, and we had a Mitsubishi Rosa, Rosie the Rosa, and just did weekend travels. And then Harvey came along and we had to take the dining table out to fit the car seat in. <laughs> <laughs> and he would sleep in a basket on the bench top of the bus. Um, and we traveled like that for a bit and decided we'd better get a motorhome because it was a bit annoying having everything shoved in the bus and car seat and all the rest of it. So we got a ex-rental. Mm, we had a four-birth motorhome and then... Okay. We thought we'll have one more child, we'll have a girl. We already had a boy, and then like uh, you can yeah. <laughs> and then uh, twins came along. So then uh, we went shopping again, we bought a caravan, <laughs> yeah, um, to fit all the kids in. Yeah, so that was Rosie three, um, yeah. the caravan, and we went full time in that one. 
and traveled we did 15 months in the south island with the kids i think we left when left home when the girls were 15 mm. 16 months old maybe wow and um came back when they turned three yeah we kind of had this idea to explore the south island do a bit of traveling i lived in a house truck as a kid for quite a few years i grew up in a, okay. a big old house truck and chelsea yeah. used to ride horses and to a lot of camping in the horse truck and yeah traveling the country and yeah <laughs> and we've never really been to the south island and we thought well, we've got to travel a little bit slower um with kids you know mm -hmm. um so why not just we both worked from home as well at the time um mm -hmm. And so just thought, why not see if we can work on the road? Like, yeah. why not go down south and explore it properly and, you know, a week in each sort of spot and just an idea sort of formed and we picked a date. We said we'll leave on the 1st of January and our friends and family didn't really believe us. And then Yeah, they were. <laughs> some of them were okay with it. Some of them really struggled with the idea for quite a while and couldn't understand what we were doing. And mm. yeah, but no, it, it all fell into place yeah. and I think they clicked on pretty quick as to <laughs> what what it was all about and we had a lot of family come and travel with us when we were down there which was That's neat awesome. so they'd meet us in yeah. places with a rental vehicle and travel for a week or two with us and then yeah and then they'd be home and it was neat yeah oh, that's yeah. so cool that's really cool to hear that you guys both I suppose I had that experience living on the road as kids because um, that's always a question I ask my guests because um, it, it, I just find it so interesting where where our love for travel sort of starts mm -hmm. um, and I feel like your childhood years are just so formative. Um, so was it the majority of your childhood that you were sort of living on the road or was it just bits and pieces here and there? So my – it was – not not the, the start of my life. So I've, I'm the oldest of four siblings, and okay, yeah, we were living up in Auckland, and my parents didn't really like uh, the vibe in Auckland for kids and biking down the footpath of a busy road and things like that. <laughs> and so they they actually kind of said a similar thing to us that as soon as my youngest sister was born, um, probably eight years apart, I think they would they'd buy this house truck and and just yeah. come and you know leave basically <laughs> leave Auckland. And so they did that, and um, we kind of traveled around the North Island and um, sort of stayed in spots a bit longer. But, yeah, for quite a number of years, um, five, six years maybe. Oh, I can't really awesome. remember, but, yeah, yeah. quite yeah. a number of years until my sister was at school. And then, yeah, I guess that's kind of where it started for us a bit. Mm. Um, Do you have a memory that sort of jumps out to you from your childhood, just one of those cool moments that, that you sort of look back on? For, from the house truck? Yeah. <laughs> I remember lying in bed. I had a I had a bedroom that's probably about the size of maybe a dining table. It was behind the cab of the truck. It yeah. was um, just a foam mattress, basically. Um, that was my whole bedroom, little shelf on the wall, tiny little bedroom. And I really wanted a desk for my birthday. So my dad cut the end of the mattress off so I could put my legs on the floor and he built me a little <laughs> desk. So I had a little short, a slightly shorter bed, a foot shorter, but I could sit at the end of my bed <laughs> and, um, and had a nice little window. And I remember being really stoked about this little desk I had. That's awesome. But yeah, it meant, yeah, obviously would outgrow the bed a bit quicker. But <laughs> we had a great time in the house truck. I mean, we just played outside and built forts and did kid stuff, I suppose, you know, and, yeah. and traveled around. And I suppose that was where our kind of idea for maybe not having so much screens in our kids' life and um, mm. just sort of, yeah, just getting out there. Mm. Um, We'd done a fair bit of traveling throughout our relationship, mm. you know, over to Europe a few times and, and overseas trips. And we kind of wanted to carry that on once we had kids, but logistically <laughs> was a bit tougher doing overseas yeah. travel with kids attached. But we thought, well, if we had a camper of some sort, we could have everything that we needed, like a little home base that traveled with us. Mm -hmm. It seemed like a good way to do it. Mm. 
Did you have any challenges at the start when you first sort of um, went full time? I suppose um, when the girls were fifteen months old. What was what were some of the challenges? Oh, I, yeah. we nearly turned around after the first week <laughs> and went home. <laughs> Just getting into that routine. So Bronson was working mornings, mm-hmm. and we hadn't really figured out how that was going to work yet in terms of him starting work at about 7.30 in the morning um, and needing to be in meetings when we've got three kids kicking around our feet, <laughs> trying to get breakfast ready and all of that. Um, and just figuring out how to live in a small space with five of us. So that first week or yeah. two was very tense, lots of arguments with everyone, <laughs> everyone getting on each other's nerves before we sort of got into a rhythm with it. Um, yeah. But once we sort of figured it all out and logistically how it was going to work and, you know, giving each other space and picking up on those cues when people mm. were getting frustrated, that <laughs> made a big difference. <laughs> I think we were, it was kind of, um, we were surprised at the kind of, I guess, like shift in, in the mental load of like, if you go somewhere mm. new, it's exciting, but at the same time, you don't know where the supermarket is or the petrol station or yeah. with the caravan as well you've got to get water obviously and dump your gray water and empty your toilet and so there was just kind of the shift I guess mm. of like when you're at home you've got a routine and then you throw yeah, yourself same out there supermarket then, same yeah. commute same yeah. everything which, and we tried yeah, to plan right. our, our trip as well so we started a spreadsheet and like day one we're gonna go here and then <laughs> I think maybe within a How week that last? I was out the window like <laughs> yeah. a week we had, we had yeah. six months mapped out in the spreadsheet <laughs> yeah. of okay when we're in this town we're gonna go to this cafe because we've heard good things if yeah, you know yeah. like everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah it was out the window pretty quick <laughs> we also plan to do like one counterclockwise no clockwise circle of the South Island we thought we'd go <laughs> Just ride around it in a loop and come back mm-hmm. and we just ended up going all over the place and zigzagged all about. And yeah. And just chase the weather and yeah. events and things. So Oh, you absolutely have to chase the weather in New Zealand. Um that's one of my favorite ways <laughs> yeah. to travel, especially when you've got wheels and if it's tossing it down with rain where you are and there's sunshine on the other side of the mountains, you just mm-hmm. drive. Yeah, go exactly. for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really cool. There was, um, there was an adjustment period. Yeah. <laughs> <for sure>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was also going to ask about the girls being sort of 15 months old. Am I right? And that's the stage where they're sort of grabbing things, pulling them up mm-hmm. on things, like yep. <laughs> starting to walk. Mm-hmm. How how did they find that sort of adjustment to, to the caravan? They loved it. I mean, it everything was fairly safe in the van, fairly childproof. Yeah. You know, we didn't have an island bed, so we had like a east-west bed in the caravan so that they could use it as like a play space during the day and, and only have one edge that they can fall off. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, no, they just – they had the best time. I think a couple of months in and they had forgotten that they had ever lived in a house. <laughs> so when we came home, it was a massive adjustment because they had no memory of living in a house at all. It was just mm-hmm. everything they'd ever known was this caravan. Mm-hmm. but. They loved it, you know, go even when the weather was wet, chuck all their rain gear on and they'd go puddle jumping for the day and that was just all they wanted to do mm-hmm. was get outside and go for walks and explore. And Because we were always exploring like every day after work, we'd, we'd yeah. go out, you know, we'd have lunch and we'd go for a walk somewhere or do something. So I think they were like well exercised and slept really well and you know that sort of thing I mean that they could turn the caravan upside down in seconds with toys and things but then (laughs) you'd also be able to clean it in a few minutes you know so it was 
Yeah. Yeah. I think they really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. The flip side is I don't remember any of it because I was so young (laughs) and neither Mm. does Harvey really. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Hopefully I've got plenty of photos and videos that you can show them when they're a bit older though. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. Yeah, they'll be able to look back on that and pretend like they can remember. <laughs> um, you mentioned that other people around you, like your family and friends, sort of had opinions about you going on the road. Um, how did you sort of deal with that and and other people's ideas on maybe their do's and don'ts? How did you sort of just go with what you wanted to do and ignore all the surrounding noise I suppose I think we're still trying to figure that one out (laughs) it's a it's a tricky one hey um I think some people really understood it like Bronson's parents who did the same thing Mm. when they had young kids though they also found it really hard at the same time for us to be taking the grandkids to do to do it you know like it was bittersweet because they knew the reasoning why but it was still really hard to to see us drive out but I think once people saw the videos we were making and where we were going and what we were doing during the day they they tended to understand Mm. but they still viewed it as a vacation you know you're on this big vacation (laughs) rather than a lifestyle yeah yeah so you're on this vacation and you don't have to do normal day-to-day stuff And, and it was kind of we had to keep reminding them well we do still have to do work and mm-hmm. laundry, laundry and you know like all the day-to-day <laughs> stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do when you're on vacation but yeah yeah it um was kind of just I don't know we had we had to talk it through with quite a few people and explain mm. what it was we were trying to achieve with that but then we had a lot of people as well sort of saying I'd love to do that sort of thing mm. so that was the flip side I suppose yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. yeah, that's super interesting. And I feel like life is just full of those decisions, isn't it? Um, I don't know, not necessarily just going on the road as a family, but it could be what you choose to study at uni. It could be true. It could be moving to a new town. Life's just full of these big decisions and there's always people that have their opinions about it. And in mm. the end, you've yeah. just got to go with your gut and what you want to do because it's, it's your life. It's our life. Um, it's yeah. what we make of it, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I think as well, we realized quite quickly that it wasn't like a, it's not like we moved to another country. Like Mm. um, if we needed to come home, like Chelsea's grandfather was, he got a bit sick halfway through our trip and um, we just came home. We just put the kids in the car, booked a a ferry ticket and drove for a day. And then we were like, oh, well, we're back. So it was, it seemed like so such a big concept to start off with and then once we went we're down there oh well we're only a day away from yeah um we did get stuck in one of the lockdowns down there um <laughs> mm. but i think even then that was just kind of like we were at a, a really nice campground you know affordable for us to be there it was like they had a weekly rate and we were just like oh well we can't actually get home we, mm. there's no ferry ferries available we can't get home yeah. so, and you know our family's freaking out ringing us up saying come, home, we, come, come home. home you need to come home we're like well we'll just stay here for a few months and you know and just kind of I don't think it it, I don't think it needs to be as big a sort of decision as it seems eh, to do that sort of thing I don't maybe some people thought it was a drastic decision but we were just kind of like well this is what we want to do we'll just yeah we'll take a year and a half and we'll do this and I think maybe because we'd been saying it for so long before we actually left home because we'd been planning it before the twins were born before we even knew we were having twins we Mm. were like Mm. once we've had our last baby we'll Mm -hmm. go on the road and then it kind of got delayed with the whole twin thing because you know it's a little bit more complicated when you've got two newborns 
Um, <laughs> so we didn't imagine. manage to get on the road as quickly yeah. as we would have liked. Yeah. Um, and then when it finally came around, people were like, oh, you're actually doing this. You're actually <laughs> yeah. doing this. But yeah, yeah I mean. Well, I like, suppose you also had those like practice runs with weekends away yeah. Um, yeah. and yeah. everything yeah. leading up to it. So it's not mm-hmm. like you were diving in head first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And once people realized they could come down and, and visit us on the road and have their own little mini adventures mm. that's and awesome. travel with us, that was really yeah. fun. Both sets of parents came down a couple of times each. My sister and her family came down. We ended up meeting friends down there from Topol that had traveled mm. down and yeah. So lots that's of people really came cool. and joined us. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, tell me about one of your favorite trips or your favorite locations or regions. Um, what's one that just stands out from all the rest? Really hard to narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> we, I like asking hard questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really enjoyed the West Coast. Mm-hmm. We've, we've been back a few times. In Kaiteri Terry as well, which is where we were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. I think it will always be a special place for us. But yeah. Maybe Stewart Island was one of the key highlights of our trip. I think so, yeah. Mm. It's like a trip within our trip sort of thing because it did require a bit of planning. and Yeah, it was a challenge logistically on how to <laughs> yeah. do that with kids, Yeah, um, particularly well, when you're me- outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me more about that. Um, how long were you down there for? What, what did your itinerary sort of look like? I think we only ended up having three or four days there, right? It wasn't like four days. Four yeah. days. It wasn't a really long trip, but... It was tricky to plan out in that because of the age of the girls, we couldn't do a lot of hiking unless they were on our backs. So, and then Harvey was only four at that point. Mm. So we were kind of limited with hiking as to how far he could walk unassisted because <laughs> our backs were full with the twins. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we needed somewhere where we could get access to a car when we were over there. And then it became, okay, but then what about car seats? (laughs) Um, So we needed three car seats. So, yeah, it was was just a challenge trying to figure out how to actually do it, whereas the rest of the trip had been dump in the car and drive the caravan to wherever you want to go and park up, and it's easy. And then this was like, okay, how do we even – how do we do this? (laughs) And how do we – It was a fun little planning. Yeah. Is there not a car ferry to Stewart Island? I no. just assumed yeah. there was. Yeah, wow. no, we thought that too. And then we looked into yeah. it and it's like, no, you pretty much take a car over there if you're planning on leaving it over there. It would be a similar, <laughs> similar like ferry you'd go to like Devonport or something on, like mm. just a passenger ferry. Mm-hmm. You can either fly or take the one ferry. Um, we took the ferry and on the roughest day we could have had. <laughs> kids were throwing up on us, oh. people were throwing up in the boat. Everyone was sick. It was was chaos. It would would like lift you out of your seat every time you hit a wave. Everyone was like lifting up (laughs) out of their seats and just, yeah, it was not a pleasant trip. But we found this really nice little motel because there's not a lot of accommodation on the island. There's um, there's a a backpackers and things and and a lot of sort of Airbnb styles, but there's like a little motel that have a car for each room. They might only have four or five rooms, Mm -hmm. two bedroom like motel units. And they basically pick you up at the at the wharf and give you like car keys and so this is yours for the 
the next however long you're here, it comes with a room. Yeah, so we awesome. could drive all over the um all over the island. all over the place. Yeah, it was quite good. And then it had yeah, two car, car seats as well. They yeah, had two. The so yeah, we had Amazing. to take one over on the boat, which was fine. It's not a yeah. big deal, <laughs> but that made it a lot easier. So then we had a little base, and the kids were super excited to have real furniture and be in, in a yeah. real building mm. for the night. You know, <laughs> that was the novelty of it: was having a couch and a TV and <laughs> running water that you didn't have to worry about. <laughs> That's awesome. And what what sort of activities did you do on Stewart Island? What did you get up to while you were over there? We did a bit of hiking around. Um, Took the ferry over to Olva Island. Yeah. Um, okay. the, no no one thing. lives on Olva Island, but it's the where you can see Kiwis in the day just running around on the paths and yeah. kiriru and all sorts. Eh? Yeah. There was kaka and saddlebacks mm. and just the bird life on that island is incredible. That was just Blew our minds, yeah. I think. Even with the kids running around making all the noise that they possibly could <laughs> in the world, there was still so much there to see. I think we missed out on seeing a couple of kiwi by about two minutes. They were just mm. up the trail further. A lady came running back to let us know, but, you know, noises from kids and getting excited. And <laughs> yeah. They were long gone by the time we caught up. <laughs> but it's amazing beaches there and mm-hmm. just walks and beaches. There's not really much else to do there. There's not. No, there's cafes or shopping or anything really it's just well, that one a hotel few, there's a few it? little shops but um yeah just beautiful pristine beaches and incredible bird life mm. there was a kaka that would come to our window every morning and tap on the window for some apple yeah. <laughs> uh, came around at breakfast time yeah yeah <laughs> there were kiwi just just outside the motel like in the bush you could just yeah. go out with a torch uh, at night and see kiwi running yeah. around yeah the motel units yeah. all had um torches with the red light on them so that you could oh, go yeah. out and That's them. Awesome. Yeah. yeah yeah it was really neat um, what time of year was it that you guys were on street island oh good question i don't know it would have been spring or autumn i think it was it wasn't super hot but okay we were still swimming at the beach sort of splashing around the way yeah i think it was too cold there's you can also go snorkeling around olva island but i think it was too cold for that so we didn't do yeah. that either. I remember the girls had jackets on. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were in their wetsuits when they were swimming. Yeah, so I think it would have been spring, I think. Yeah. But yeah, bit, a little bit tricky to place to visit, but I reckon one of those places you you should visit, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah I sure. haven't been. Um, it's definitely definitely on the bucket list. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's super cool to hear about it because I haven't actually had anyone on the episode speak about Stewart Island either. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's really awesome to hear about about your trip and and how to how to get there (laughs) Um, where to stay what to do that's that's all super super valuable information I think it would be a lot easier if you weren't traveling with kids there Mm. a lot more to do like there was nighttime tours that you could do um where they would like go stargaze take you to places to go stargazing and um, bird spotting at night um, and all sorts of other things. Um, the hiking there is incredible. I think you can go. There's a big loop track right around mm. Stewart Island itself. You can do. Yeah, is that the Great Walk track? Mm, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds really cool. Well, tell me what's coming up next for you guys, and I suppose where you are now. Are you still on the road, or what does life look like at this stage? 
Well, we have Rosie Four now, which is another caravan. <laughs> we wanted to get something that's a bit more off-road friendly that we could have our bikes on. So now that the kids are a little bit older, we're starting to get into a bit more biking with them, mm, which is a lot awesome. of fun. So um, we got a new caravan that we can have a, all of our bikes loaded up onto. We're sort of just doing weekend trips and school holidays at the moment because Harvey's in school now. But we're based in Topo and we sort of, uh, it's our North Island time now. So yeah. lots of little North Island yeah. trips rather than a big, you know, year that we're going to set aside. We're just going to fit it in around normal life now. <laughs> well, you're ideally located in Topo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty perfect. Everything must be like less than four hours away unless Northland's probably a bit further than that. Yeah. But everything yeah. else would just be so close. Yeah. I think we'll do Coromandel in the summer. We want to. We mm. that was kind of our first trip back in the before we had kids. We went right up to Port Jackson, and so I think we'll yeah. do that again and take mm-hmm. the kids up there. That's yeah. awesome. Maybe do the East Cape again around Gisborne. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. We just kind of we thought about traveling for longer. We we didn't really have an end date. Um, we thought maybe take Harvey out of school for a year. You know, and when he's mm-hmm. six, maybe we'll put him in school. But towards the end of the trip, he was kind of missing friends and cousins and yeah those questions started coming up remember we had a birthday didn't we and the oh he turned five on the no it was his fourth fourth birthday on the west coast we're in westport i want to say and it was pouring with rain and he was sitting in the caravan and he said when do my friends show up he was unwrapping some presents we decorated the caravan for him and filled it with balloons and planned this day and he goes when when do all my friends show up when does grandma and granddad show up and we're like um so i (laughs) think yeah that's quite tough yeah he was definitely ready for school eh? he was he he, got back yeah he had his friends at home that he'd video call and send postcards to and (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know he was keeping in touch with them and they were the same age as him and actually ended up one of them ended up being in his class at school so it was kind of we felt like we were doing him a disservice keeping him away any longer Mm -hmm. i know it sounds funny because he had the best time while we were traveling but yeah that starting school phase is quite a big step for them and for his friends to be going off and doing that and him missing out on it he was pretty he was pretty positive that he wanted to go back for when he turned yeah. five so that he could yeah. start well that's really awesome that you guys were able to make that adjustment um and and change things around because yeah I think it's super important to be able to listen to your kids needs and and what what what's working for them and what's not um that sounds really awesome and like you said you still get to continue your adventures on the weekends exactly <laughs> yeah i think people um, have this idea both of, world. Yeah, yeah people have this vision of it where it's like you either take a big step away from your normal life and do mm. this big thing or you don't do anything and it's you can actually fit it in around normal mm. routine quite easily and yeah. still still get to explore and go to new places so it's that's where we're at at the moment Mm. you know it's changed our journey has changed a lot over the last six years as our family's grown and yeah and um that's just yeah where we're at at the moment um and what does work look like for you guys at the moment um is it still pretty flexible uh we still work from home just normal hours really um Mm. so it's quite nice yeah, I do about 30 yeah. hours a week, so I've still got time to hang out with the kids during the week without having work yeah. <laughs> looming. <laughs> um, 
And um, when you were on the road, did you did you sort of settle into routines with work? Um, I know you kind of mentioned it was after work that you'd sort of go out and do stuff. Um, yeah, but how did how did that sort of work? I suppose for anyone else that might be wanting to look at this as an option for their lives. Yeah, I, so I work for an IT company, and yeah. um, I just. I actually would sit up in my office in the back of the car. In the boot. In the, in the like, the very back seats of our car. And, um, yeah, Did just... a little table or something that came down? I just had, like, a table that sat on my lap for my keyboard and then yeah. I kind of put my um, tablet up on the back seats. Yeah. But um, I think it worked well because by the time sort of the kids were up and about and had a run around and had lunch... Um, You'd, yeah, you'd we finish were ready up at a, lunchtime. Yeah. You'd finish working at lunchtime and then we had our afternoons for exploring and traveling. So And it just meant we weren't chewing into sort of savings, so we could just pay yeah. to keep it yeah. going. We rented yeah. our house out um at home, so that kind of covered off the mortgage and then so we were just trying to pay our expenses, I guess, on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Um which you know, weren't us I mean, we still have to eat and drive around and things. But yeah, it worked well. It meant we could kind of have the best of both worlds and I have to save up a whole lot of money and then just kind of spend mm. a year burning through it. So. I think you were really lucky that our work was okay with you dropping your hours down. That's true. To that. Yeah. We'd sort of said to them a year, a year is what we're going to be doing this for. Mm-hmm. Um, can he sort of cut his hours back and they were all really supportive and, and you know, shuffled around all the meetings so that they'd always be in the mornings when he'd be working yeah. and, and it was really good but um it got to about 15 months on the road and they were sort of saying hey um you know that's <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no that's really awesome um yeah that, that's also a question I love asking people because I oh it's been a year and a half now that I started my full-time job and studying before that your schedule is just so open and so flexible mm-hmm. um and now it's like oh, I've only got two days on the weekend like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't even can't even leave Auckland like after work on a Friday um it's it's just a whole different juggling game um, but we're definitely getting used to it getting used to being able to make the most of those weekends I suppose and taking annual leave days in between the long weekends so yeah, that you get that's the best bang yeah. for buck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're trying to juggle school holidays now, but of yeah. course that's when everyone wants to go away and Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you just, yeah, take those extra days when you can. We're trying to plan a trip to the States for next year and, and oh, rent an awesome. RV over there. So do a bit more travel over there. We sort of did that when Harvey was about eighteen months. Yeah. A quick little RV trip around there so we'll do it again with the kids next year and that's sort of our goal at the moment is <laughs> save, yeah, save, save our leave for, yeah. <laughs> for that trip yeah no that's really cool well do you have any advice for families that maybe want to do a short trip on the road or for families that want to do longer trips longer stints on the road um give us your advice for I guess both groups of people Ooh, don't overpack yeah less is more <laughs> It's nothing worse than having way too much stuff in your vehicle and not having places to put it away because you will hate it. <laughs> we bought stuff back that never came out of the caravan. Like, oh wow! In that, that what, what uh, kind know. of things? What kind of things can we leave behind? <laughs> uh, I mean, we had that stupid clothesline, some fold-up clothesline in there. <laughs> And one of the lockers that never came out. I think we realized, so we basically put all our stuff in our garage, in our house, double garage. It was jam-packed full of stuff. We disappeared. And then we didn't 
ever sort of think about all the stuff that was in the garage it was we were quite surprised that we could put everything in the caravan and the car and that was everything we needed like yeah. to survive to have a good time we were really surprised yeah. Um, yeah. like for the season swap over it was a little bit difficult because we had to negotiate sending summer stuff home and getting a winter box sent down mm-hmm. but i think that was our biggest takeaway when we came home was like what's in all these boxes that we've <laughs> not needed for you know 15 yeah. months yeah you know, um, we've not missed it yeah no, we didn't I have totally to go, feel go that. without so I yeah. think yeah that's kind of key in yeah but when you're traveling you don't want to, to have your living space full you know like mm-hmm. you want it to be a nice space mm-hmm. to live in we took so many books for the kids and <laughs> toys and all this stuff and it and it got to the point where it was like we just our, one of our best activities on a rainy day was going to an op shop and getting new books out for the kids like buying new books for them so we ended up having boxes and boxes of books (laughs) I think Harvey collected the whole Famous Five series just picking up the odd one here and there at the op shops as we got the whole series by the end of it but an um, achievement in itself yeah (laughs) but everything that you need you can buy while you're traveling if you find Mm. that you miss it do you know what I mean like it's Mm. yeah just do a couple of weekend trips first and figure out what kind of things you really have to have and then try not to add too much to that because it, it does make it really hard to enjoy traveling when you've got to pack up so much stuff and try and find homes for everything. I think as well you don't need a big flash caravan and a truck and all that sort of thing as well. Like those comforts are nice, but we would hear a lot of people say to us like, I'd love to do what you're doing. Like I love hiking or you know, walking or, love, or yeah. fishing and I'd love to do what you do. And I think if you have a neighbor that has a tent you can borrow or mm. you can sleep in the back of a station wagon on a mattress or something, like I don't think you need a lot to kind of dip your toe into um, sort of getting out there. Like mm. there's so many dock campgrounds you can stay at or, mm. you know, um, even if you just go to a campsite, but probably everyone's got one within a few hours drive, Yeah, you know, like from their house, right? Some a walk or a national park or a you know um yeah I think yeah I think you just kind of get out there with what you've got I think in a lot of ways and then yeah and then sort of work on it from there eh? and there's a season for everything as well so what works for you now might not work a year from now you know so Mm. just yeah figure out what works now and then the rest will come later on if that makes sense Sounds like yeah. you guys have definitely nailed that, the different, different seasons. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was, yeah, I think if you're just trying to get into it, I suppose if you're trying to get into a full time or longer periods, you probably want to start like with some shorter trips. Eh? Mm-hmm. The ones that were valuable for us were not the weekends, but like going away for a week or 10 days or. Yeah, the two week mm-hmm. is where, where it's not really a vacation as such like you've still got to do those <laughs> things like laundry, laundry and, and, yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. just um wait until you get home and deal with it when you get home mm. kind of thing those were the trips that really brought to light how it would feel living in that space and not just having a yeah, short trip good trial runs no that's really good advice i i definitely agree with that and i agree with uh, take as little as you can mm. um we've had we're on van number three at the moment, but um, have built out all of them um, and we're currently in the process of re- redoing our, our current van um, on the inside. But I'm being really pedantic about 
we need to have space for everything and like I don't yeah. just want to have random cupboards that are just going to be filled <laughs> with random stuff. I'm like literally breaking down what are all the things we're going to need and where is it going to go? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'm I'm being like really thorough with this at this stage, but I, I'm hoping that it will actually make a difference once we're yeah. on the road. And everything's <laughs> got its place and we don't have anything extra, no faff. Um, yeah, Your but also... And designs probably change as well, right? Every time you've... Oh, it has. Yeah. yeah. Every time we've had a van, we've liked different things about the setup and now this is like this is the one where we yeah. know what's worked what, do- what doesn't work um and even with the length of trips we we sort of threw ourselves in the deep end a little bit we did 20 days in the south island on our first trip um mm-hmm. and that was middle of winter no insulation scraping ice <laughs> off the inside of the windows most mornings. Oh. but <laughs> we survived and I'm a, I'm a really cold person generally so if I can do it I think anyone can yeah. hot water bottles the answer yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we sort of, we sort of went from there and that was a trial. I thought if I hate van life at the end of this, we're never doing it again, but Hey, <laughs> I enjoyed it. And two vans later, we're still, still there. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to get into it as well. Eh? That's not as expensive, I suppose, as, mm. you know, just fitting out an old van or, mm. um, yeah, starting summer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, also that's a great, a great piece of advice. <laughs> There's also no perfect time to do it, though, I reckon. Like, if I we've talked to so many people that have been saying that, oh, they're waiting until this, that, and the other before mm. they make the jump and do it. And for us, I know that until we had set that date for when, okay, this is the day that we're going on the road, mm-hmm. this is it, um, it would have just kept dragging out and dragging out. We would have found more and more reasons why we couldn't leave just yet. Mm. So it was... Yeah, we had to pick a date and actually stick to it and hold ourselves accountable for that. And we had to tell everyone, this is our date. Yeah. So yeah. that we couldn't just keep pushing it back because there would I mean, be no they good can hold time. you accountable as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also, we also yeah, met a lot of people on the road that sort of said they'd left it too late mm. to enjoy like the biking or the walking. Because mm. there is a big, in the sort of motorhome space, I guess there's a lot of, you know, retired people, kids are left home, mm. mortgages paid. But we did hear that from a lot yeah. of people that like, I wish we'd done this sort of 10 years earlier when we could still get on the bike every day and on the e bike yeah. or whatever, like they just slightly left it too late or something health related comes up so yeah i think if think of people want to get out and about you sort of now's the time just jump on it yeah, <laughs> yeah jump on it, it. Just do it. i love that so much well this has been really really cool i've absolutely loved chatting to you both um hearing about what you did as kids hearing about living on the road as a family um where can people find you on socials if they want to see more of your adventures um or have a sneak peek back at your past adventures and do a little stalk i know i'll be doing that after this (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we are adventures with rosie r-o-s-y on youtube and instagram and facebook Mm -hmm. kind of i guess yeah longer videos on youtube of our adventures and yeah youtube is where it's at for us i think um the shorter attention span of <laughs> Facebook and Instagram doesn't work for <laughs> the amount of things that we're doing to try and pack into yeah. that. So, and that's um, why I started doing podcasts because yeah. I wanted all the form of content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do weekly videos there. We've also um, <clears throat> done some videos. So when we came home, we bought like a bit of land. We bought a house with a bit of land because our house awesome. was in town on not very much land at all. Yeah, we had and, a big house on a tiny section and then we swapped it for a smaller house on a bigger mm. <laughs> bigger amount yeah. of land. 
So we're in the process of about to start planting out an orchard on the land and um, yeah, we've got a whole lot of stuff going on as well. So we're kind of doing some videos there as we kind of, I guess, try and chase a bit of a simpler life, you know, mm. simpler lifestyle and mm. yeah, a bit more self-sufficient, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I love that so much. It sounds like you're in the next season um, yeah. of life, <laughs> a different pace again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, um, Chelsea and Bronson. This has just been really, really awesome. Um, and I'll make sure that all of those socials are linked in the description so everyone can find you and follow along. Cool, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It's Ooh. been great talking to you. Whether you have a family or not, or want a family one day, I hope Chelsea and Bronson's story encourages you that it is still possible to travel and have fun adventures with kids and as a family. There's definitely a few key takeaways for me. I especially loved hearing them talk about the different seasons of life, and I think that's applicable to wherever you are in life. Follow and turn on post notifications on your favorite podcast platform because I would hate for you to miss an awesome episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and coming along for the ride. If you love the show and enjoyed listening, please take the time to leave a review on Apple or Spotify. I would also love to connect with you, so send me a DM on Instagram or leave me a voice message, and I can't wait to see you next time. Until then, keep adventuring.